Hello guys, welcome to the Scope Podcast. This is going to be a new series that we're going to be doing, so make sure you keep an eye out for this. Uh, I'm super excited to see what's going to go on, go on this year. We've got some amazing and some fresh ideas. And this is some stuff that you're not going to catch anywhere else. This won't be on YouTube or Instagram, Twitter, none of that. It's just going to be strictly for you podcasters. So make sure you guys keep an ear out for this stuff. Uh, on today's episode, we had Abuan Chronicles as a guest. Um, these guys are absolutely amazing. They've got a podcast as well, so make sure you check them out on SoundCloud and the podcast app. Got some great guests on there. These, these girls, honestly, they're an inspiration. Uh, shout out Ikram for editing this episode. But yeah, without any further ado, guys, Scope featuring Abuan Chronicles for your enjoyment. Yo, tomorrow I'm going to come scoop you, eh? We'll go to business. Yeah, for sure. All right. Done, no? Hello guys, welcome to another episode of Scope, the podcast. <laughs> wow, it's mad. Another, hey. yeah, it's mad, it's mad. Uh, today we've got the girls from Abwan Chronicles here. Hafsa, Istahil and Ikran, as well as Mo Musa, a.k.a. Well, Musalini, um, a.k.a. the guy with the broken knee. Hey guys. Hello. <laughs> I don't know why that needs to be publicly known, Jay. <laughs> Alright, so the topic for today is the juggling of living our deen. And the daily life in, you know, in the UK, in the US, in Canada, in the West, you know, trying to juggle our, you know, Islamic duties as well as getting to work at nine in the morning, getting out at five o'clock, uh, incorporating salah into your day. Like, you know, that's that's what we wanted to discuss today. Yeah, Musa, go on. What's up? Why you, you throwing me in there, bro? But um, yeah, so like literally talking about uh, <laughs> on, on how to like juggle. A lot of people, a lot of people literally struggle with juggling. I don't know the the dean and dunya. And a, a lot of people try to say that you know you either got to go one way or another. Do you know what I'm saying? But you you can you can juggle both, I guess. Yes, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what I was gonna go with. You know, I, I had a I, when I was reading because we have, we've got a brief now, guys, because we're professional and shit. <laughs> we got a one front because they genuinely backed it. This is so amazing. Um, yeah, but when I was reading the brief, like I got triggered by one particular thing inside right. that brief. Yeah, and that was you know those people that those Muslim colleagues that you have that behave in a way that makes you look like you're going completely extra. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? I think I think that's more harmful than having having a colleague that isn't. Muslim or whatever The thing is It's like When you're at work And then you have somebody Come up to you And they're like You know your hijab is so cute But um I saw this other girl I used to work here She used to wear hijab In the turban Or she didn't wear hijab And like And then I have to start The whole conversation Of different types of hijab And what you're actually Supposed to wear And that whole conversation And I sound like an extremist Like as if I'm calling The other girl an infidel But it's like Small things like that We do Like for example If like the way you dress The way you behave Salah All those things that They don't really pay attention to That they question you about The most I think The thing that The thing that really gets to me Isn't the people that won't do it Like you know Fair enough you want to Drink alcohol You, you want to have Khanzir or whatever and, and die from some heart <laughs> disease Or whatever right? Like cool that's, that's your thing yeah But the problem that I have Most of the time Is the guys that move like uh he's being mad for doing it there's, there's certain people that will say oh, i should really be uh, i shouldn't be eating ham but i do whatever you know i should not be doing this and they acknowledge that it's wrong to everyone but they're they've got a weakness and they carry on doing it anyway and there's other people that will be like right yeah i know i know but why 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 do we follow these rules it's ridiculous and them are the guys that are really harmful you know honestly when i first came here the biggest culture shock was that the fact that i would go out and you know everyone's eating like we're just ordering food and then i'm like um is this food halal and literally everyone on that table will look at me like I'm an alien and they're all like Muslims they're all hijabis what, no in Canada they're all hijabis they're all everything and I just felt like I was extreme for saying is this halal like that's how they made you feel so yeah that's definitely way worse it's horrible the way they, the way they actually like try to paint you because what I literally you're just asking like the most simplistic question and they're trying to make you look like you're going out of your way to make everyone feel comfortable and but when they make you feel uncomfortable you're like whoa what's going on here like even if you like even little things like if I'm chilling with bad guys and I'm like oh yo have you guys played maghrib yet and everyone's just looking like, like you just killed the whole vibe yes. like, like i feel like, and then you I just there, like whoa oh guys where can we go to pray and then everyone's like uh, what yeah. huh that's like the worst of life. Prayer? What's that? And like, <laughs> like, you just have to like, pray in an alleyway and then just go <laughs> by yourself. You guys don't Risking understand. Life. I've prayed just about everywhere, guys. At first, I used to be scared. I thought it was so weird, but now I'll pray. Like, so it comes in wherever I am, I'm gonna go pray. I'll pray in the hallway. This one lady stopped me and she's like, "You know, there's a prayer room in the hall hospital, right?" I was like, "What? There is?" And she took me there. She saw me praying. In the <laughs> she middle. saw your struggle. <laughs> yeah, she dragged me. She's like, "Come with me," and then she took me. You never know. Come from it as well because like th there's been situations where i might have been praying in public or something like that and i remember this one that was like this drunk white dude 
and he was watching but then after after i finished he was like you do this like five times a day that's amazing he was proper like you know oh, wow. very like, asking questions and stuff so people kind of it's dawa without actually being dawa do you know what i mean that's exactly it but yeah but i find like how do you guys deal with people that, that that put you in that awkward situation that i'm trying to make you look like you're some sort of extremist by just saying the most simplistic thing like oh have you prayed or anything like that like how would you guys deal with friends you just grow out of it honestly in the beginning you just feel, you feel self-conscious yeah but then you realize you reach a point where you're just like i'm doing the right thing Okay, so I really don't care what anyone thinks. I'm going to give them advice, and if they don't take it, it's cool. I'm just going to do me. You reach that point, honestly. That's where, where I'm at right now. I think it comes to, like, um, to be honest, I haven't really dealt with anybody going to me, have to relax, you know, calm down. You don't have to do this. I've never had to deal with that. But in terms of, like, just getting comfortable with, um, you know, praying in public and not being shy about speak, like speaking about these things, a lot of it's because, for me, I didn't live in a Western country for, like, 10 years of my life. And then when I came back here, if anything, I wanted to make that more obvious because I didn't give a shit. Like, you know, when you're living else, when you're not living in a Western country and you're living out east, you you hear a lot about. Um, you're, you're always watching the news. We see all the things you guys see on Twitter. We're watching the news. We see everything that's happening, and it just kind of when I when I finally got here, it emboldened me and it made me want to just be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna pray in the in, in outside. I don't care. I'm gonna pray in front of you. I don't care. I'm gonna do what I want to do. Like it's none of your business. You have to accept it. Deal with it. You know. I mean, it's a bit abrasive sometimes, but to be honest, I don't really care because why am I trying to impress y'all? Do you guys feel like I don't know, like if because you, you're because you guys are women now, like do you not feel like you can get attacked by some random Adan guy? Always. That's just feeling some type of way that day. Because as a man, like we, we would like we we're not gonna be like kind of shook of anyone trying to attack us etc but like because especially like these guys that do attack people they are like always target women and like you know people that like hijabis and whatever etc so isn't that a thing as well but the thing is in canada it's not as bad i think uh, first of all second of all as women we're just always on the, you know always prepared for that kind of stuff regardless if you're muslim or not so honestly it's just an everyday thing you just get used to it i feel like i was more i was more i, I didn't want to pray because i thought it was awkward to just like pray in the middle of nowhere it wasn't because i was scared but like i got over that so i don't think alhamdulillah like i was never scared like if anything's gonna like i don't think anything anything's gonna happen to me while i'm praying because i'm doing it for allah subhanahu so i don't know i guess i just never had that in me it was just more like oh this is so awkward like everyone's gonna look at me people are gonna pass by this hallway but like i got over that so honestly I'm but just... that's in a university setting right that's in a university setting i think no the university has a bunch of prayer places this is when i'm not at university oh, okay. so this is just like at the mall or the mall is usually like changing rooms maybe but like when you're at like restaurants that's what it is you know i either have to go outside or like look for a look or something like that uh what's what's your take on kind of uh sorry to kind of move it on a bit what's your take on colleagues that will be like oh have you seen what's happened in iran yesterday so-and-so was just being arrested <laughs> Um, for for protesting or whatever, or look what Saudi Arabia is doing. What like they're very very quick to sort of highlight what Muslims uh, are doing wrong. People in workspaces. I'm just and like, stuff. and what's your point? Like that that's literally me. I'm like, and huh? <laughs> uh, I just had a statement there, didn't I? Um, I mean, like I've got I've got one colleague, for example, yeah, where whenever I'm coming to work, he's got a new story about what Saudi Arabia did or what Iran did, and it's almost like they won't say it to you, but it's kind of confrontational in a way that's like, right, go on and defend it, sort of thing. Do you guys have that a lot in Canada? Yes. Especially in Edmonton, where everyone, like, I'm not even going to lie, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. People here are not as educated or worldly as people in, like, other parts of Canada. And so they come to you with the most ignorant statements. And you're like, how do I react to this at this point? Do I laugh in this person's face or do I, like, fix them? Like, it's just, it's just annoying. I never had to deal with that, though, alhamdulillah. And I'm not looking forward to dealing with it. But I, the one time that, that I did, it was just a brief moment. And I was just like, and? I remember I was doing a part-time job here in uh, Toronto a couple months ago and this place I, I was working at that it was just when the vegas attack happened and they were like oh yeah i hear he's muslim da, 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 blah, blah, blah. and they're side eyeing me i'm like okay what's your point and then he turned out it wasn't muslim and i'm just looking at them like this it was just so like i i don't i ever i don't feel a need to try and you know insert myself whenever something like that happens like i'm just like it's not necessary like move on I've got I've got it worse to be honest because I had this colleague that um he, he's like um a Asian like he's like Pakistani or whatever and he used to like he used to come in and be like oh these terrorists mate do you know what I mean the old trying to like do you know what I mean the old trying to do this and that and I'm like bro what are you talking about like well I'm like no one in the office is talking about this shit like why you got he's trying to like fit in do you know what I mean like I'm looking at him like bro what are you doing like what are you getting out of this conversation and whatever and he, and he's trying to he's trying to speak to me about it and I'm like yo what, like don't even what are you doing well I was like I literally said to him bro stop doing that because you're you're just being awkward right now because no what do you mean? 
Mimi Mimi said, do, do you not like these? Do, do, what, do, these terrorists, are, they're wrong, right? And I'm like, wait, are you dumb, bro? Like, are you dumb? Like, what well, else? But this guy also vote, like, voted for conservatives and stuff, which he's is trying like, to beat you up. He's trying to beat you up. Right, right wing, yeah. You need to find another joke. Big Brother's watching. <laughs> he, tro- he told me, you know, he, to- he told me. He literally, you know, he said to me, well, I'm not even a joke. He said to me, yo, Musa, there's a job going out there, MI6, for, they're looking for like software analysts and stuff, so you should get a job yeah. there. And I'm like, I'm, look- I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm looking at this guy, but I'm like, why don't you get a job there? He goes, no, nah, my cousin works there. Do you know what I mean? What? I don't, I can't be as working there right now. This moment of time in my life. Do you know what I mean? Wow. I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, yo, bro, you're a weirdo, bro. Like, like this guy's a weirdest guy. Can, bro. can we talk crazy. about that too? Because there are so. First of all, the fact that people are watching you, like, I didn't even deep this until like I came. I went to the UK. Like, it's serious over there. Like, there, there are probably people listening right now, but there are people watching you at all times. They know exactly what you're doing. They're knocking on your doors. They're coming to your houses. They're trying to recruit you. It's crazy. At least here, they're a little bit more subtle. It feels like they're Why more subtle. It's crazy. You know, I've been saying that for years, and these guys have been trying yeah, to call me no, crazy. No joke. No joke. I'm, uh, you can tell the emotions just coming out. And all I've been saying that since, like, 2000. <laughs> these guys are like, yeah, I've seen you being dramatic. Nah, mate. And someone's coming knocking on your door saying, yeah. do you want to work for the MI5? I'm not surprised. That's how they There's people it. that get blackmailed into doing it. Obviously, a lot of the people get blackmailed, or they're natural-born snitches, and so they fit natural right in. Natural-born snitches, Allah. To, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. There's there's, there's an advert that's all of a sudden like the the our uh, national paper, or whatever. The one of these papers that tell you all like, do you wanna earn like 35k? Come like, or oh, you speak Somali as well. Come work for the MI6. And then this is like normal advertisement. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, these people are actually really out here trying to be like judge and The thing is, that's fans. actually a good sign, you know, because if they have to advertise. If they have to advertise for Somali snitches, it means that we're not. It's not a natural, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Disposition. disposition. But because you but can't they, they hide. They put the money on there. They put they put the money on bold, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? How are you gonna hide that you work for MI6 unless they're doing some weird undercover ish and they are helping you cover it? But they don't care about you at the same time. You're expendable to them. No, there's people that sell drugs and hide it. I'm sure you can sell. You can easily hide yeah. that. I'm not gonna. It's not even hard to hide. I'm going to you work with you. Work as a software. Yeah, your full-time. Yeah. gives a shit where you work. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, come on. Like, okay, so who can prove that I'm a software analyst right now? Like, no one really. Do you mean no one's really been to my workplace? I'm saying like so, yeah, so no one's gonna follow you to work and you can just put whatever you want in linkedin you know you don't no one's wow. gonna double check your linkedin because you can put i'm just showing you how easy it is to do it you know what i'm saying like it's really not hard like it's really not hard because you like have you have you guys been to each other's workplaces and that like for, for all you know like literally have to could be like what, a, a deep <laughs> snitch like but you never know that that's it uh, so Omar Khair is live That's so Omar Khair is live And then everyone else Could be like a deep snitch Yeah I don't trust none of you <laughs> Yeah just, So this, trust no one. this whole Abuan Chronicles Could be like The biggest snitch And like ever Jersey. You never know um, Yeah <laughs> Yeah we're just trying to Infiltrate the online community man you don't Yeah know. exactly so I'm you, trying to expose this Influences in that <laughs> Too much <laughs> Now, nah, literally, so you, like you never really know, like, and that's the bad thing about it, like, because there's uh, there was this thing that got released a couple of I don't know months ago where they were highlighting which which people which organizations get paid by the government, which means AK like these people get paid by the government to to basically I don't know keep an eye on the youth in it in a sense. So these are like well well like all, these are like people that you trust in your community. Do you get what I'm saying? And then they are in a sense just keeping an eye on you, which is pretty messed up in my eyes because you are trusting like parents are trusting your your their kids with you. Do you get what I'm saying? And you're getting paid from this here's the issue the government's there to give us money we pay taxes for a reason right so every single time they're trying to invest in the community like yes we need to be apprehensive that's true but i mean at the same time we can't be like i'm sorry we don't we don't want a community center in our neighborhood yes we need we need a community center we need things like that like how are we like where are we supposed to get that money from to try and do these things right they need to do these things for us they owe it to us so every single time and situation we can't just be like no you know what i'm saying like then like what what could we do no, I hear that still. That's a good point. <laughs> no, like, in, like when they invest, no, on... but, but a lot of this stuff is like for anti-radicalization. Like every every second khutbah or third khutbah I go to is talking about how you shouldn't be getting radicalized or something something very vague and kind of something that doesn't really affect the community I totally so. get it but it's better than that, that than money because here all they talk about is money give out your money and I legit go to a lecture and every week it's about the same topic so technically messages all around are more of a like you don't go to the lecture to actually listen to a lecture they just talk about whatever is important for that community Importance yeah it's, it's, it's annoying because well, like, even like our, one of our messages now like they, they bring in like you know the, the, the city like 
counselor and stuff like all these people come inside and, and like go inside to the mosque to give you guys a speech and I'm like yo bro I'm not even here like is it Ramadan I'm not here to hear the police talk to me yeah like I'm not, I'm here for like I'm trying to get my tutus to iron and then like what do you know what I mean like trying to get my life up but then these guys got me listening to some police talking about community and I'm not really here for that kind of it's stuff it's the same all over the world so honestly. it's like I think the issue is is like the mosque isn't what it used to be like the mosque is supposed to be a community center right it's supposed to be a place where people come to meet up religious for community reasons it's not just for like you know islam it's for other it's it's community center essentially right and they're trying to take advantage of that and they're not doing it in the most subtle way and there's this kind of disconnect between the community and a lot of the masjids because yeah we're talking about right now the government infiltrating and all that bullshit anti-radicalism nonsense but then we have other issues that to deal with in the masjid as well like how many times have i gone to the masjid or have we gone to the masjid and you hear the guy who's giving the lecture or somebody run up to the mic and be like oh ladies if you have kids don't come or like that has never angered <laughs> yeah. me Mad. like i remember like i went to a friday khutbah and it was tarawih so we're starting and the guy goes ladies you know tarawih is beginning you know if you have a bunch of kids don't come to the masjid take turns um you know take turns pull babysitting somebody stay home da, da, da. like how are you gonna tell people not to come to the masjid how disrespectful is that open a daycare in your mosque like how are you gonna tell people don't come they took the whole concept of like you get more edged praying home as that being the only like the only reason that's the case is for people who it's difficult to go to the masjid okay you don't have to go to the masjid you can stay at home not to like be like don't go to the masjid the uh so not only um, that the fact that we live in a non-muslim country literally your connection to the deen is through your community and the place you live otherwise you feel isolated and so going to the masjid is the only way you feel like okay i'm still muslim there's still muslims around me and it goes back to what we're talking about like you know how but you balance the deen with if you have a support system and you go to the masjid and you have all these people going through what you're going through then life is easier by default you know that sisterhood and brotherhood at the masjid right we don't have that anymore here even like like i remember in college times we'd want to go to the mosque just sit down chill talk you know do what kids do you know wrestle things like that and they just come up to you like you've burnt the place down and they'll, they'll kick you out and say, right, this is horrible. But then really, well, what should a mosque actually be? It should be a place where people want to go. And it's it's fun. It's fun to go to the masjid. Exactly. Would you rather have them on the streets? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. Just, they're yeah. a mess. Well, the youth get marginalized. The women's section in mosques are jokes. That There's like a little room in the back and they tell people like, go and pray there. No wonder people are making all female mosques now and they're going complaining about that. It just doesn't make any sense. Do you know what kills me? Like if you go to a masjid, who's, who are the people that are organizing? Who are all the volunteers? It's mostly girls. I swear to God, it's mostly girls. Like, our local mosque, like, mm. if you see who's in charge of the daycare center for the kids, who's cleaning the masjid, it's all girls. So why are you trying to kick those people out? Because it's, it's all, at the end of the day, it's all, it's all the misogyny. Because it's not even about being Muslim or not being Muslim or whatever religion you are. It's because we have this deep-rooted cultural misogyny that tells us that, hey, the priority here, the priority for anything, leadership, all that stuff, it's for men. And women, you know, you guys go to the side, but you know what? Men are trash. The second coming, <laughs> it's coming, and we're about to attack. <laughs> that took a turn for the worst. <laughs> It's too much, wallahi, because really, Thursday nights, all the, the habaris and stuff, like at our masjid, they all stay around on Thursday night to clean the masjid for Friday, so that when everyone comes on Friday, it's clean. Look, every single Friday, yeah, <laughs> every single Friday morning, they're clean no comment. for the Friday bake sale. Like, no, but, but, do you think the masjid magically gets clean? Like, I'm so confused. Low-key, wallahi, low-key, I always thought the mad. I, I thought it was just nice, clean, everyday journey. No, no, it was, it, was it was the house elves. It was the house elves. They're clean. <laughs> yeah, the house elves come out every day. Oh, my God. I genuinely thought I used to be like wow why is this place so clean always like it, it always confused me but now it makes sense I'm not gonna lie to you no, no, no. I throw something on the floor I look back it's gone what them. yeah but that's the thing I, I mean like, but like well, I, I realised that a lot of like a lot of uh, even like community centres and stuff they're they run by like men that are I'm not gonna lie like, I'm, I don't know about you guys in your community now but there's some people that have got alternative like um, alternative ulterior motives, motives. Is that, I can't even speak properly but yeah so they yeah ulterior motives yeah that's the one <laughs> and they they kind of like look what I'm for doing clout. for the community type of thing. and that kind of like yeah the clout yeah the clout not to mention the fact that they pocket some of that money like that's their livelihood ah uh, yes well like the, I don't know I feel like Hoyas if they come together and try to do like a community centre for the kids I think that would be the best community centre ever because yes. I feel like Hoyas got like the best interest for the kids in it they're so sacrificial yeah well the problem is the community centre is already there like nobody's going to I can't even like okay I love being Somali Somalis we're the, we're the best people on earth we already know that we're the su- most superior race we get that but but the but, issue is but, yeah. the Somalis <laughs> drag yeah. their feet 
and they i'm sorry they don't do shit they don't do shit in every single culture here like we're in toronto we're in toronto right and i'm seeing like sri lankan they have like little tamil schools you're gonna see um these other asian kids they have some kind of club every day for their kids you have kids going to hebrew school and what are somalis doing somalis in north america they're the biggest struggle struggle okay somalis the thing is our culture kind of revolves around our religion right it's really ingrained like it's a really big part of our culture so in their mind they're like we already have the massage they this concept of community center it's the massage for them right so if they're not using that and taking advantage of that i really do not see them opening or making some kind of other community center because okay in my neighborhood there's a masjid down the street right it's a masjid it's an islamic school it has a gym for the kids to play basketball it has a play area upstairs for them to like for playstation and other game systems whatever that's what i see them doing that's what they do and they and they do that well problem isn't that it exists the problem is the management sucks because the management is who men and men are what trash (laughs) 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 i agreed with everything up until then that that last bit was wow wasn't ready for that i'm not gonna lie i see what you're saying because because the guys that do run the message they're very possessive about it it's a power struggle like i don't want anyone else to enjoy the place yeah 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 yeah. but then it's not even like even for us like as youths we're men we don't get sort of the privilege of walking in and and being looked at the same as as one of the old lot you know like I don't know. It's 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 very. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you guys this random story, right? So boom, I'm like, uh, I'm doing charity. I'm doing door to door, right? Door to door is like one of the most difficult things you can do, anyway. But I'm doing that, and I'm and I'm and we decided to go to the, the Somali message just to pray, right? Just to pray. But I'm still wearing my 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 charity jacket and whatnot. You know what I'm saying so. I, I, I'm sat there just relaxed, waiting for Maghrib to kick in. Maghrib comes in. This guy walks in now, and obviously I must have had my Afro out or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know. That day I already looked Somali. I don't know why, but this guy walks in and he's like, "Not Kenny. What? What's going?" On. I'm thinking he's like yo like I'm thinking what well, I'm, I'm spinning at this point I'm thinking, to, I'm thinking to myself what's wrong with this guy and he's like he goes wallah, wallah they're not going to get a single penny of our money like, he's saying it's all in Somali innit? so I'm thinking to myself my guy like even if we were to collect the money at Maghrib, yeah. First of all, Maghrib is not even packed out, yeah. Second of all, like you're gonna lose out on pennies. Like, what's wrong with you? Well, like, I'm, I'm mad confused. So I get up and I say to the, I say to the guy, other like, other laughter. I'm so done in it. Like, we just came to And then the guy, the guy was shocked. He goes, No, other. And I'm like, you're, I, I'm like, yeah. I look super smart, but that day I don't know what's going on. Do you know what I mean, I don't know what was going on. I had some sort of, I don't know. So boom, this guy's going sick. Well, like, and I'm like, yo, what's wrong with you? Like, even if we came for money, you're like, even if we came for money, we're not. Gonna I stay there all day it's just maghrib like no but then it's all charity so wh- whether it goes to you guys whether it goes to someone it's charity but somalis are very collective about where their charity goes they'll be like oh why are you helping these adan galos like you'll be like oh i'm feeding the homeless why are you doing that there's homeless and poor people in somalia Sadaqa is why are you doing this there's 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 muslimin out there who are dying they have like wallahi there i don't know what's going on it's very selective i fully agree with the whole like, possessive thing wallahi it's mad confusing i don't know what's wrong with them but i feel like you not know, like psychoanalyzing the thing now yeah but i feel like because they, they don't do anything else that this is the only thing that they have in a sense and then they feel like this is like i don't know <laughs> do you know I mean? I get this it. is their power trip in a sense another thing is um you'll never see like when i hear my mom and her friends talk about this message that message oh you know what they did for that message and all that they'll be like yeah they changed management oh you know they got this guy he's much better oh da, da, da. but you'll never ever hear them say Oh, um, she should take she should take charge, or she should be in charge of that, or da, da, because it's always it's automatically set in their minds that it should be a man, anyways. So me coming in being like, Hoya, why isn't you know Habiara? What's her name? In charge? She's there every day, anyways. She's like vice president of the school, anyways. Why didn't she take the job or stuff like that? It's like Hafsa, what are you saying? Fadis almost like I think you're really trying to push this. No, no, I'm not trying to push the narrative. I'm just saying be more inclusive. (laughs) No, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm pulling like no, you're right, you're right. I'm just trying to say be more inclusive. Because they're not even Imagine one of our Hoyas as like the head of the masjid. Literally they're so sacrificial and they literally know everyone and they know everyone's problems and they're so inside the community. They could only bring good into it. Yeah, I would honestly I would honestly push for that narrative, I'm not gonna lie. Because I feel like the like uh, like even our local mosque, like the the they raised the people that raised the money were were the Hawaiian, like they were, they were literally going door to door, but and driving on the like the the little five door banger night, and they literally going everywhere trying to collect money and like working the asses off, just trying to give money to the masjid, and no one else was doing that except for them. Even Ramadan collections, man, also it's, them, it's the women's yeah. side that back it more yeah, than the men's side. Way more, bro. Well, like they they literally put their hearts and soul in. So I don't mind this 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 um this new uh, initiative and that. So <laughs> this came out of nowhere. <laughs> I was 
Ours, they make food every weekend. They make food and they oh, sell yeah. it for Oh yeah, well, they do food as well. Well, I look how much they do. Well, subhanallah. Yeah, and they take turns and they their own hug. You know, they're doing That's it crazy. themselves. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, and they raise kids as well. Yeah. Doing all of that while the while the husbands in uh, Makahi having yeah. coffee and that. Yeah, well, that's actually exactly in Ed- yeah in Edmonton they're building a new mosque and literally the Hoyas raised they went into an ayuta and they all raised money. Oh, that's oh so literally cute. it's their money. It's their money. None of no one else contributed. And who's running it? These guys. That's crazy. Well, that's crazy. But do you, do you reckon? Do you reckon it's because the women don't put themselves forward as well? Maybe. Maybe they don't want to take the responsibility. It's not about the responsibility aspect. It's the this is the status quo. This is how it is for us. This is how it should be. You know, like they're not thinking exactly. I should even try. Like it's not even in their mindset to hey I should apply for this. That they're not even there. Like to them this is normal. Like it's not that deep. You know. Oh, I wish we could get this other guy man to to do the job, but never me. You know. I don't know. It's kind of sad. But anyways, so I wanted to ask this question because I keep seeing it online, right? And where I am, no one uses these terms. So what does Salafi and Wahhabism mean for you guys? All right, so so I'll tell you guys from my perspective. So basically, boom. Um, what year did we go to Egypt? What year did we go to Egypt? 2013. 2013. 2013. Okay, so uh, like Salafis, uh, like, that was just like a, like a word here, like here and there. And then I went to Egypt, yeah, and my life just changed. Like I, just, my, I was opened up to the world where I could... I don't know. Well, I did not come back the same man. So I go in there and I find out about all these Wahhabis and Salafis and Hanbalis and not Hanbalis. What's all the What's all the What's all the Madkhalis. 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 You guys heard about Madkhalis? Are you guys talking about the four sheikhs? The the no 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 not them not them. Have you heard about Madkhalis though? Oh yeah, no. Demons as well. Demons as well. Demons heard as well. about Demons as well. Demons I've heard about a couple of two twos. So anyway, I go to Egypt and I hear about all kinds of new like. Not new, but like I heard about all these, all these lot and, and what they what they believe in mm. and all these kind of madnesses and stuff. But the Salafi Jadidis, well, yeah, the Salafi Jadidis. Have you guys heard about them? What in the no. world? No. What is this? The, 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 you like, guys, these are got the these are got the 2.0 version, the 3.0 version, the next yeah. update. Like, the, the Salafi Jadidis are Salafis, but the newer version. They got like a brand new <laughs> version of that. I'm it's just crazy. trying to understand <laughs> point, what the first version. I'm thinking, yo, is that a new Quran and Sunnah to be making a new Salafi? I don't get it. Well, like, because wow. apparently the the other the other the other Salafis. They, they, they weren't feeling the vibe so they were like you know what we're gonna make selfie jadidis which what is basically this? means it basically means niche selfies and that so like, I'm not even making this up this is like genuine stuff or like <laughs> wow. why would you I don't so, get yeah, there's like a, why would you want to further segregate like exclude yourself does it make you feel better to be other I've never this is the thing you know this is what I realized when when I was in Egypt I realized everyone's just trying to segregate that this whole thing well that to me is just people trying to separate each other in it and, and is it because they think they are the true deen the true religion what makes them unique from the other person if they're following Quran and Sunnah like what makes nah, them I feel, different I feel like well, like, personally I feel like literally like what you see Asin just said everyone just wants to belong somewhere do you know what I'm saying like everyone just wants to be in a, in a, in a group of people like I know I know these two friends right these two friends they were best buddies whatever now they started practicing together all that kind of stuff and then their two sheikhs started fighting each other so they 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 became like they split up they were like now nah, <laughs> if my sheikh is fighting your sheikh then we're not blessed anymore we're not friends anymore do you know what I'm saying or wow. oh, like yeah, is it a <laughs> Movie? No, no, like you just teach me Quran, fam. Like we don't even show. <laughs> like I don't even know your number, Sheikh. I'm not gonna back your beef, like. That's <laughs> crazy. You your own... This whole, but this, this is what I mean. Like following I'll... your Sheikh blindly thing is really creepy to me. Well, exactly right, exactly. So, so I, f- I find it fascinating how people really fall into this thing. So when I was in Egypt, basically going back to the story, like I find I find out like about all these different sects within this uh, this beautiful Dean of ours now, yeah. And like I was just surprised. I was like, yo, like I'm just out here following you know what I'm the, the Sunnah and the Quran. You know what I'm saying I'm just trying to live life, be. And like all the other people would ask me like what are you like what are you are you Salafi are you Salafi Jadid are you, are you serious what are you? like yeah like this is the thing like and and the thing is with the with the people in Egypt now they had this thing about them where there were certain people that actually not everyone but certain people would try to take you out of the Dean and I'm saying they would try to find reasons why so I was wearing this hat for example and this guy said to me what does it say on the hat and and the hat I said too high to die or some shit like that right. And the guy says, "What you too you you too high to die?" And I'm like, "Whoa, bro! Like, I, like I just thought it was a nice hat." He goes, "No, no, no, no! Wallah, that's 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 semi taking it out of Dean, you know. I can't lie to you." Now. I'm like, "Wow, my guy! Like, I'm just wearing a hat, you know? <laughs> like, it's not that. but um, but yeah, that's that's what I found out about Egypt when I when I found this whole new thing about yeah. Salafis and all that kind of stuff. And with with regards to Wahhabis, I think there's a global narrative going on at the moment where people try and push mainstream Islam under under Wahhabi. Or traditional, you know, you know what what most Islam is supposed to be, you know, Quran and Sunnah. They're trying to say that's Wahhab, Wahhabism 
funded by Saudi Arabia and this is where terrorists come from and, and what people I think are trying to do is make it so that people are more kind of looking towards the Sufi side of things mm. where it's more peace based and more like oh let's just let's everyone love each other like let's, let's everyone spin together yeah, yeah, exactly spirituality yeah yeah. so I just think it's a label it's a label to make people look bad um, when it comes to Wahhabism is we have Wahhabism actually a thing because from what I understand it's not actually like a sect or it's not like being a Salafi or a Sufi it's no. just a title it's nah, like it yeah. literally it, it's for a movement that happened in the early whatever it's, years find me a Wahhabi find me someone who says I'm a Wahhabi yeah, you it's, not find one and, 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 and the story behind the Wahhabi have you guys heard the story about the, the whole Wahhab thing the whole the whole narrative is pretty interesting so like so so this is Donny who so basically back in the day I need to start speaking this time so basically back in the day right there was this guy Mecca was Mecca was basically like a a western place right so like people were selling alcohol within like the cap and stuff do you know what I'm saying so it was all kind of are you, are you already going yes alright guys hold on I'm going to have to pause this podcast my nephew's going one sec one sec one sec one sec alright I'll hold it down I'll hold it I'll, I'll, hold finish it down, the story. I'll finish the story come here come here come here come here come here <laughs> So he's the same bias as Um But yeah, there's this guy called Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab. Um, and he, he was like, he was basically, there was something going on, like, a lot of theological discussions and philosophical discussions. And he was like, basically, the guy saying, this is all incorrect. We need to go back to that field. We need to go back to, back to the deal in some way. And there was conflict. Uh, I think he got put in jail. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, this is the guy that basically people refer to when they say what happens and they're talking about this guy trying to refer back to this guy and because of him um, teaching that actual aqidah of Islam back in those days and that's what Saudi Arabia is doing now um, when when they're funding schools in other countries and funding places in other countries they're saying right they're, they're spreading Wahhabism because of whatever bad that this guy did ages ago and you guys share the same ideology and that's where terrorism all comes from literally people what's so crazy about that is it's one thing like islamically speaking you're supposed to go with the group you're not supposed to go and like do your own unless like there's obviously something wrong going you're not supposed to go on and and do your own thing and try to other yourself it's we're supposed to be like one ummah right and my issue with it is that when you have people coming to you and telling you that you're not muslim that you're going to hell like i had this girl come like there's this when i was first Learning about well, I just thought I was Sunni. I never knew anything about anything until like two years ago, when this girl was like, "Yeah, I'm Salafi, I'm Salafi," and all this nonsense. And I was seeing it all on Twitter, and I was like, "To this girl, what does that mean? Like, how are you guys different from the rest of us?" And she goes, "Okay, so you're Ahlus Sunnah Jamaah. I'm Salafi, and um, there's this Hadith where, uh, however, so many sects, there's going to be this many sects of of, of Muslims. Yeah, seventy three. And sects. yeah, and one of them, only one of them is going to go to Jannah, and that sect is my sect." And she and I'm like, what are you saying that I'm going to hell? And she's like, um, yeah, you're going to hell. I was like, oh. and well, I'm she's, like, a she's, she's a yeah, jest. Like, she actually said that to me, oh, and I was wow. like, yo, I need to like wow. keep an eye on all these people on Twitter with Salafi in their bio because they're all cancelled. Because no way. No, but that's, that's what every sect thinks, right? Every sect thinks they're the correct. No, but no, but true. like the thing, the thing is, she no, but that's correct. extreme. I heard Ahmadiyya's Ahmadiyya's because you know, like. They say, I think the smallest sect is like going to be like I think the correct one's going to be the least number of people. And I heard like someone telling me that Ahmadiyas are like this girl told them like oh we're the least so we're going to be the chosen one. Chosen, like, but that's towards the, the end of time. But the problem is okay when you're with being Sunni like they they still claim that they're Sunni but they say that they're Salafi as well right? But with being Sunni, we know that there's different schools of thought. And it doesn't mean that one is wrong or okay. the other. It, it's okay. Yeah. But, and choose the one that you think is the most correct, right? So nobody's saying you're going to hell if you're um, following Hanbali's rulings or Shafi'i's rulings or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but they're yeah. coming to you and telling you you're going out. That's problematic. Like you're still. How are you going to tell another Sunni Muslim person I think that that's you're going out? A bit out? of a bad representation, though, because a lot of the thing is that Salafis within themselves are different from each other. So everyone will have their own little view of what Salafi is. But the concept basically is that you only take what's from the Quran and the Sunnah. That's it. That's supposed to be the concept. And some people, and some people are cool like that. Where they will say, yeah, um, I might, I might be a Salafi under that, but I won't. But I don't think that's what you are like. That's literally Ahlu Sunnah Jamaa. What does that mean? It means you follow the Sunnah. It means you follow the Sunnah. Literally, that's all we like. Who else? But are then Ahlu Sunnah Jamaa is also a Sufi group in Somalia. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that again labels like nobody's. We don't. I, I, I didn't even know this exists. I didn't even call myself a Sunni Jamaah for uh, just recently. I was like, oh, wait, what? I just was like, I'm a Sunni Muslim. That's it. Like you don't need those labels if you follow by default. Quran and the Sunnah, 
and you know and you're and you're yeah, you're a Muslim point exactly and you're following okay. strong hadiths and not weak ones and like you know you, you're you're basing your life on on that I still don't understand what's so different about what they're all it looks like to me what they're doing is they say oh yeah we're just following the tabi'een and the sahaba and the tabi'een and that's it we stop there I'm like that's literally what everybody else is doing what is your point what's so different about you the only difference I see is they are so much more strict they take everything to the extreme you know that's the only thing I see but other than that you're literally doing the same thing as maybe it's bad maybe it's good but they're basically what's already had out for us no to take everything to the extreme that's true not even part of tawhid yeah i get that but what i mean to say is they're still within the boundaries like if okay niqab and all that it's still like that's type of hijab um you know there's they're still within the boundaries just the most extreme of the boundaries you know what i'm saying so uh, i didn't say extremist <laughs> fbi agent listening to me i didn't say extremist i was just thinking um isn't that in and of itself bid'ah like for you to be forming these innovative you know concepts like and moving away from the sunnah and you know the the thing isn't that in it in and of itself bid'ah in my opinion well what they argue what they argue like i, I don't agree with this i don't even disagree i don't give a shit to be honest but what they say is um we need to differentiate ourselves from the people that aren't on the correct paths so because everyone's going under these the same names we need to differentiate ourselves to show that we are right um so because everyone's going by ahlus sunnah wal jamaah like you were just saying before and everyone's going by muslim we've got to be saying right okay now we're going to go by salafi because people that identify as muslim includes people that will celebrate the prophet's birthday for example that's true that's dramatic uh, and that's just so weird it's it's really weird like in the end of the day ilah is the one that's judging you not people so are you doing this for yourself or are you doing it for Islam? I don't know. Or maybe they think that Allah can't make that differentiation between people. Like, I don't get what their point is. <laughs> wow, super arrogant. Allah. <laughs> You're sticking on them today. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I think I think a lot of, like, I think one of the biggest problems, everyone always knows the biggest problem. But anyways, I think one of the biggest problems in our society is this whole image gang. Like, everyone's doing stuff for the image of it. Everyone's doing stuff for the look, um, for the aesthetic. So... I definitely think that is a big problem. Now, you can't really differentiate who is and who isn't. I don't yeah. know. I just think everyone should just be nice to each other and we'll, we'll all get along. I actually have a question that's not related to this, but if you go back. So I had a, a 10th grader the other day last week. She came up to me and she was asking me, she was asking me about university and what I did. And then she was asking if it's possible to balance Dean and like university and school life and like just like the workplace and stuff so i just wanted to ask how, how everyone balanced that like just so that like if someone's having a hard time maybe you know they can implement some things that we do or you know. uh, one way i've heard it described is if you're not basically balancing it is the wrong way to look at it if you can make it all into one thing so so if you make it all like even when you're working you're working for the sake of allah when you're studying you're studying for the sake of Allah you know like when you wake up you're doing you're doing your adhkar so it all becomes kind of one thing and then it ends up becoming like a habit and it softens things and makes it easier for you so that is that is the target for me I'm trying to I'm trying to make it so that my life like people love to say like oh how do I incorporate Islam into my work but I'd love it if it was all just like one thing yeah, I also think it's the fact that don't feel like you're being left out. Like, don't feel left out. Be more confident in what you're doing. Because, for example, when people are, like, going out for drinks, they're like, oh, we're going out to hang out for drinks. And they're, like, socializing and getting to know each other. I feel like you shouldn't force yourself into those situations because people will get to know you during the day and they'll get to know you in other environments. So I think that's the biggest pressure when it comes to, like, workplaces. It's the whole social networking aspect but of you it. But, you know, a lot of people, out, a lot of people actually respect you for being, like you know, open to the fact that, hey, listen, you guys are going out for drinks and then they invite you and you'll be like, no, I don't do that, I don't drink. They're, they actually, like, I'm not saying this is like a Disney movie. I'm not saying this is a Disney movie or anything where, you know, we all get together and <laughs> everybody's like, yeah, respect and all that. But I'm saying a lot of the time what happens is it's not really, like, yeah, sure, there's some people who pressure you and they'll be like, come, 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 come. And there's other people who'll be like, oh, okay, um, you don't do that. And then they'll find other things for you guys we'll to do go together. There and exactly. Yeah, we'll do that. And those and are the people who really do respect you and stick to those people, you know? So I think in, when it comes to balancing it that way in, like, the workforce and, like, hanging out with other people, it's very doable. But what personally speaking, what I found the hardest, um, because I went to university in an Islamic country, right, in a Muslim country, so I didn't really have to deal with being pressured by people and for all of that. But what I what was hardest for me was when I was in university, like, university took the first, like, the front seat, and then 
my dean and all that stuff like kind of took a backseat to what I was doing and I think I said this in a previous episode like my mom was always like you know you're so focused on school you're so focused on school what are you doing like you know for your dean what are you doing for your akhir and all that and all that right and I was just like at, at first it was like to be honest most of the time I was I wasn't really listening to it because I didn't want to hear it I was like I'm doing my thing but then like towards like the lot like once I graduated and everything and I'm like yo what am I doing with my life that's when it really hit me so I think it's really important like the spirit like, to keep your spirituality and to remember to it's not just about you know pray your five times a day okay uh, you know uh, go to class da-da-da. you know do other things to make sure that your iman's in check right go to that lecture that's going on you know it's not always about okay you have an assignment due the day after tomorrow you can go to do your assignment today so that tomorrow you can go to that lecture you know things like that just make sure that you know you're to, to work on your own personal iman you know what i'm saying to be honest like when it comes to people respecting you like in public and all that stuff some things that i find really annoying is when people know about your religion but they do things specifically like i'm talking about in western countries they do things specifically to undermine that like a guy's gonna know oh my like a guy's God. gonna know <laughs> hey you know i'm not supposed to shake hands with women i'm not supposed to like women muslims don't do that right we don't shake hands there's no hugging all that stuff but then he'll come up to you and you know he knows and he knows you know he knows and he's still gonna stick that hand out there and you have everybody looking at you exactly and everybody's looking at you it's just such an awkward situation and you know it's a split second decision so a lot of times you're just gonna go for it and it's like oh and then later on you're gonna be like uh, but dealing with those kind of situations are what's most annoying for me to be honest people always testing your boundaries like hey respect me as a human being okay honestly people like that piss me off but it happens yeah, i don't know if you guys have had someone try off your alcohol and be, or, or ham or be like oh just try a bit just have a little bit and see like, like i don't know at university there's people that kind of respect it but I, like, other people are like oh you, you, know, what, what, you tell me you never you never drank like, a bit of alcohol like so how do you know like how do you know like if it's bad for you and i'm like oh you you know it's like it's, it's like it's against my religion so why are you chatting rubbish for honestly a muslim girl said that a muslim girl said that to you yeah a muslim girl said to me she's like how will you know if it's not good for you if you don't taste it I'm done, just sitting here done. like, what? So <laughs> Honestly, stupid. she's like, take a sip, figure it out, and then you make your own decision. I'm still shocked to this day. But that's how people break, right? Like, people who don't have, like, strong convictions will be like, oh, you're right, let me, let me try that. I was just gonna say, I'm just an argumentative person in general, so it would like it would just turn into a giant debate, and then I'd mop their, the floor with their asses, basically, that's what would happen. It's happened before. <laughs> no, I don't allow that. What the hell? It's so rude. But like, I feel like in a lot of cases, it's easier to say avoid these things when you're not in the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, like we lived in the UAE for a long time, so we never actually had to experience it. But like, when you come here and you're actually put in that like workforce situation where people invite you and you're like, should I? Like, you have like that moment of like, oh, but like this is the only time everyone hangs out like out of work. Oh, should I do it? Should I not? And like, so that's like that's like the test right like to actually be in that situation because it's easy to talk easy to say don't do it when you're not there yeah work, work dues work dues are the worst like can't lie to you like, like i i avoid like nearly every single work do and the thing is now now they're, they're starting to like chat to me say oh why do you always avoid work dues but then there's other people that know why i avoid work dues but then uh, like for example like one of my managers like yo i know why you avoid the work dues because it's literally a drink up like everyone just go in there just to get like drunk and stuff and i'm exactly mate so like if you guys come up with a good work dude then i'll show up you know I'll, I'll, i don't mind coming chilling with people at work as long as it's not like evolved around the whole idea of drinking because that's literally all they know I think it's worse for you guys because it's your British, like British culture is drinking culture, right? They drink to get drunk. They're stupid. I don't understand. <laughs> I, I, they don't even make it attractive. Like, you know, they're like, oh, I'll have a, I'll have a massive hangover next day. Yeah. My whole Saturday's ruined. Like, I don't understand why would I want to be there. <laughs> yeah, you're not even tempting me. Not even one percent. But yeah, the thing, the thing about work dudes that that really annoys me is I spend eight hours a day with you, five days a week. Like, it's friends I haven't seen in time. Why am I? Why am I spending time outside of work with you? I just feel like I'm at work. Because at work you're all serious. You're not relaxed. You don't have your hair down. But when you're at these little parties, y'all are chilling. You know. Sometimes you have a friend at work that you actually like. But then the thing is, they don't get. Is I don't want to. If I like you, I will ask you. Hey, let's hang out. I'm not hanging out. I don't care if I like this person. I'm, not, I'm not hanging out outside of work time. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, you're that's not just, my friend. Like. That sounds like a, like it's not like we're colleagues. I don't care how like we're still, we're still blessed in that, but we're colleagues in it. Like, you don't need to know your place and stuff. If I see you outside, if I see you outside, it's like don't high and by. Yeah, it's a high and by. Like, but the thing is, I don't know about you guys, but like work dudes for like I don't know the British culture. I don't know if it's British culture, but at work dudes, you just talk about work anyway. You you, you just literally like 
backbiting about other people at work and stuff. That's literally all you're doing. Like, that's all they do when I went to these work dudes. Well, like, it's one of the most so sad. sad. Well, like, it's so sad because you're literally out in a relaxed space and all you're doing is still talking about work. Like, it's like, what, what are we doing here? For me, it's not even like work, work, you know, because it's like a more academic environment. You network with other people in the field and it's like a chance for advancement type of thing. But that's different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. Well, that's true, different. True. That's different, Akron. We're, we're talking about here, like, specifically, like, if you're at a... If you're at your workplace and they have like a holiday party. I don't know if you guys spoke about this while I was on my hiatus for a second there, but like, do you guys get questions in regards to like your hijab and stuff and like people questioning? It's like a, always, they always ask that question. Um, So why do you wear it? And then you'd be like, for modesty purposes. But what? Then modesty they ask you purposes a billion times only. <laughs> I legit just give them one answer statement because you learn to see that people don't actually ask you the question because they want to know. They just want to hear themselves talk. And so when they're asking you a question, they don't, really don't care what you say, <laughs> actually. Like, I've never seen someone repeat what I said to them, to someone else. They legit say, so what, they asked me the question again. I legit answered this two days ago. What's going on? But yeah. Maybe your answer changed. Yeah, why are we repeating it again? Um, I was just watching this. Yeah, I was just watching the show on Netflix uh, yesterday. Y'all should check it out. It's a Spanish show. It's called uh, Morocco, Love in a Time of War. But anyways, this guy was like a, a Moroccan guy. And he was talking to this Spanish girl. And she's like, oh, why do women wear hijab? And he goes, oh, to protect themselves from men. And I was like, what? Like, why in this movie, in a show made in 2017, are we still like pushing that narrative that women wear hijab because... Um, we're trying to protect ourselves from men and you know men you know if you don't wear hijab they'll rape you like calm down what about the way that they ask the question they legit are telling me in so many words that I'm oppressed and I don't know what I'm doing legitimately they're telling me why I'm wearing the hijab have you ever had that happen to you guys even if they're trying to be like dickheads about it and they're just trying to be asked like you know just to annoy me I'll tell I'll tell my life story because somebody else might be listening because you talk a lot because I talk a lot that's true but the other part of it is that I like hearing the sound of my voice. But the other part of it is, like, for example, the other day at work, the, this guy was like, oh, so what do you mean by halal food? Because we were arguing about whether Popeyes was halal or not. And this guy was like, what do you mean by halal food? Like, what exactly is halal? Because it seems like it's very complicated. Like, it seems like it's very complicated. My Muslim friend told me, all you guys do is you don't eat pork and you don't drink alcohol. You don't even say anything. You just you just kill the animal. And, like, some apparently his friend told him bullshit. And I'm like, who's a stupid Muslim who doesn't even know to say bismillah before we kill an animal? But, but anyways, I was like, and I was telling him everything. <laughs> And he's like, well, this is like hella complicated. I'm like, yeah, but it's about like, you know, healthy eating. And I don't want a, a dead animal that's been shot and living in a pool of blood for the past 78 hours and eat that shit. It's not healthy. And he's like, yeah, that makes sense. What I mean to say is like a lot of the time they're misinformed. So I don't mind having that conversation and like talking to people about it, honestly speaking. There's just, of course, there are certain topics I'm not going, I'm not going to go into because I'm not trying to go to jail. But for the most part, I don't think it's like, I don't mind. No, I wouldn't mind that either. Like, I, I feel like they're confused about me because one day I'm vegetarian and the next day I come with like a pepperoni pizza that I got from the halal pizza place at the mall. <laughs> so I think they're confused because like when we eat together, I'm like, oh yeah, I can only have vegetarian margarita pizza, you know, and then I come with like a pepperoni pizza. But like they don't ask, so I'm not going to go out of my way to be like, oh guys, before you say anything, I'm not what a part-time vegetarian. Yeah, but what if what if they think you're like what's wrong with clarifying it then and there because then you come off as a liar. I don't think I, I don't say I'm vegetarian. Yeah, do you guys ever like get like you know like some Muslims who like whoever sin openly and then they make it look so casual to the point where it's awkward to talk if like cause for example like if a colleague is like I don't know drinking alcohol on a constant basis and then you and then someone asks you oh but he drinks alcohol why can't you drink alcohol but in front of them would you be like oh they're they're sinning like I just say that we're not supposed to uh, if he does it's his choice you know it, being a Muslim doesn't mean you you follow the religion 110% do you do everything Christianity tells you to do no conversation done like that's that's the logic behind exactly. that is stupid is stupid yeah let's keep and it a moving, lot of yeah. Muslim people drink here yeah that's the thing you also got like these these uh, new 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 uh, people that are doing that. Uh, they, they say everything's Ahlul Kitab, right? So um, they kind of, I don't know, I don't know if you guys are Ahlul Kitab as well, but like a lot of people make it problematic because you can't really explain it properly to people as to why something is halal and why something is not halal. Because you, you're not eating it because you don't fix halal, but then this other person follows this other madhab, whatever, to say that he's Ahlul Kitab. We don't have that here. You guys find that difficult as well. We don't have that 
No, we that. literally have. You don't have we that have there. Oh, halal, oh okay. Haram. That's legit black that's and white for us here. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's it. I don't know what's, what's going on in the UK. In case I'm matching, well, I can't lie to you. Yeah, no, like eating haram isn't. Yeah, people just people just. You guys are next level. Wait, wait, wait. I'm a little confused. What is it? Ahli kitab. Don't say things that are actually like certified halal or actually haram. I'm never gonna try. I'm never gonna try adjust what it is because I feel like if I say on this podcast, someone someone might just fall into it. So I'm not like I'll I'll tell you guys later on, but like (laughs) I'm not even gonna try sell. I'm not gonna sell it. Oh my god, do you guys remember with the whole Oreos are haram thing? Yeah, <laughs> that killed me. Oh yeah, I was so confused. I was, I wanted, I wanted, I was more concerned about the lactose. <laughs> That's sad. That There's like, no milk really in them. You're good. That was, that was like, that was just a facade, like, because they asked him, like, is it halal certified? And they said no. Like, no, there's milk in them. That, yeah, I, I'm agree with you. But you're just trying to start problems. Yeah, pe- yeah, people were losing it. I, to be fair, I was losing my shit as well. I was thinking that Oreos. Like, well, I remember one time I was at the supermarket and I was trying to buy pop tarts, and I was in line. And this guy came out of his way. Like, he saw me from there and he ran. He's like, sister. It was a revert, too, you know, because it's so much more enthusiastic. That's so cute. Sister, um, I have to tell you something really important. What? Those Pop-Tarts, yeah, I called the board and there's gelatin in them. Yeah, you know what? And what kind of gelatin? The pork gelatin. I almost cried. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice, though. It's so I nice. I was Low-key. Yeah, well, I was in McDonald's once, and basically, I, was, I said to the guy, give me some... This is, like, before my lactose-free days. So I said to the guy, yo, give me some, like, um, strawberry milkshake. And he was like, um, sorry, bro, I can't give it to you because it's haram in it. I'm like, bro, what? I'm like, ha? <laughs> what? what? Like, Wait, I'm like, do your job, please, and just give me my milkshake. It's a milkshake. It was no, the pot. So he looks at me. He goes, "No, they put pork in it." And I'm wow. like, "My guy, like, wow. how does that how does that work out? Like, how did it?" There's pork in the cardboard. <laughs> the guy was like, "I don't know." Well, like, he couldn't explain it to me, but he was like, "Trust me, they put pork in it, bro." Like, I work in McDonald's. I know. And I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, "Yeah, I was really baffled." Anyway, that milkshake is really nice, but I can't lie to you. Strawberry. Like, there's some really dodgy people when it comes to this kind of stuff. I remember when I started school. Yeah, I remember Just, when I started school. Oh. There was a guy who thought saying pig was haram. This is going to be a topic. Yeah, Pig is haram. <laughs> When I was a kid, Wallahi, I was too scared to say it because I thought it was haram. And then, and then someone told us, like, even spelling it frontwards is wrong, so we spell it backwards. You guys gave a word that much power. I'm actually done. Guys, I really don't know. You know when GIP on You yesterday we were oh, eating, we were eating Doritos and Cheetos, like just chilling movie night. And my mom was like, "You guys know Cheetos and Doritos." It's it's haram, right? I'm like, "Wait, what are you talking about?" Apparently, there's this WhatsApp message going around. And they're telling everybody Cheetos and 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 Doritos are are not halal. Ah. I'm so upset. I'm like, why? Not everything. <laughs> not everything you get sent is true. Like that. Like it's just so funny. Like they're just jumping on bandwagon. It's hilarious. Like one person will say it and it'll catch sugar like sugar causes fire. cancer. Um, there's a, there's, there actually there's some there's some truth to sugar causing cancer. Too much okay, of. Every, to be fair, everything causes cancer. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Hafsa, Ikram, and Istahil for joining us today. Thank you guys for having us. They're all in Aban Chronicles, so just blast. just go go to their Twitter, their Instagram. Yeah, our Twitter and Instagram are the same. They're both Abuan Podcast. And if you want to continue the conversation, then you can contact us at abuanchronicles at gmail.com. Well, yeah, it's been absolutely lovely. Thank Make sure you, you check everything of theirs out. And we did an episode on their, their um, podcast as well. So, you know, podcast as well. So go check that out as well. All right, boom, we're sorry. So-